Good evening, family. I hope all is well as we are approaching the end of 2020. Woo! I don't know about you. But, um, yeah, it's been a lot this 2020 year. Um, Let me preface what I'm going to say, and that is... um, You know, this year has been interesting, I think, for all of us. And for me, you know, like most folks have been rushing this year away. And I feel like um, this was the year for me of slowing down. This was the year of um, focus and paying attention inward and versus outward. And um, I really appreciate what this year has done as it relates to my healing. And so this segment and this podcast will be based on some things that have been manifesting in my life, things that I have been releasing and letting go of, and some new awareness. So these next couple of podcasts, um, I will be sharing more intimately some of the things that I've been growing through excuse me, these past few months. Um, in November, I decided to take a breather on um, my alcohol consumption. Um, I am a wine enthusiast. And so I decided in November that I was going to detox. So fast forward, it's December 6th, and I am right now enjoying a cup of mullen wine and that is more of a sweetened spice wine and um with a mullen spice and i I kicked it up the spice a little bit more by putting some actually mullen spice in this and heated it up and i have a cute little cinnamon stick sticking out of it so i'm sipping on that in between talking to you guys so thank you so much for just paying attention and really tuning in. And I'm about to give a shout out to my girl, Ann, who actually kind of checked me (laughs) the other week and said, hey, um, I haven't heard a podcast in a minute. What's going on? And so I had to let her know that, you know, one is coming. I've been growing through some things. And so in the initially in the beginning of the year, I really thought my podcast would be more regular than they are. But I'm going to be gentle with myself. It's life and in life has taken a hold of me. And when I feel impelled and inspired to share, that's when I do. And, and so I just appreciate, honestly, um, you all who have listened to my podcast that have nudged me and say, Hey, it's been a minute. And I'm, I'm not going to lie, I'm going to be in full transparency. Sometimes I think that, you know, because I don't have a huge followership, possibly it's because I don't do this as often, but sometimes, that, I'm, I'm not going to lie, I, I got dis- discouraged and because I'm just like, well, I don't know if anybody is listening to these and what have you. And honestly, if I really think about it, my podcast is part of my healing process. It's like me having a verbal journal 
where I am able to articulate and share what's on my mind and what's going on. And I just so happened to decide to hit a button and share it with the world. And you all listen. So, you know, you all who have followed me and listened to the podcast and sent me DMs and text messages about what's open up for you or sharing what's going on with you, I really, really appreciate it. And if you're a wine drinker like me and you like something warm at night, you know, think about getting some mullet wine. Now I'm cheap. Now there's a couple mullet wines out there. There's one called Witch's Brew. That's a spiked mullet wine. You can get, I think that's a little bit like like $10 a bottle, what have you. You can get it at your local um, store, wine store. This one right here, I'm being cheap. This one came from Audi's. It's $6.99. Don't ask me how to pronounce it. It's, I think it's German. And I don't know how to pronounce it, but I know what it looks like. And it only comes out during the holiday time. So I probably need to stock up on it. But if you don't see this wine or uh, a witch's brew, you can get any sweet wine and go to Pensy's and get the mullen spice. That's where I'd get mine. Maybe you can get it someplace else. And you can get the mullen spice. You put the spice, a teaspoon into a tea sleeve you have to get some of those tea bag sleeves or some type of a uh you know or things that you put loose tea in and put that in there and you will let it heat up for about 20 minutes or so i don't add any other sweeteners like honey or agave nectar because that makes it too sweet and i'm not really on it the the wine itself is sweet enough and so that's what i'm sitting on right now so i appreciate you all Listen to me as I sip and slurp, and you're probably going to make fun of me, but I get it. But So I have to share something with you all. And last month, November, there was a significant date in November, 11-11-2020. Now, if you all don't know, sometimes I see double numbers, you know, or triple numbers. So I may see 333. I may see 444. I may see 1111. And I see 1111 and 1010 quite often. And so because I'm a numbers person, I will go and look and see what those um what those numbers mean. So on 1111, it just happened to be the day I had my counseling appointment with my therapist. And so let me read to you just one particular meaning of what 1111 is. So 1111 is synchronicities and miracles. Your thoughts are manifesting and an energetic gateway has opened. Stay positive. Watch your thoughts. Focus only on what you want. New beginnings and opportunities. You're being called to help humanity. And so, and I've read a couple of other meanings of 1111 as also mean um, releasing, um, awakening, um, being open to um, opportunities that may be knocking at your door, manifesting what you want in your desires. So that day was significant. It just so happened that was the day of my counseling appointment with my therapist. And she and I, we always have a good conversation. She knows I've been doing some inner work for some time, but she is really helping me to dig a little bit deeper in my healing work and it's just been so phenomenal and so you know she's a different new counselor for me and i really like her she's smart as a whip 
and she looks like me. She's African-American. And so that's even, even more so important to me. And so, so I'm going to share a little bit more in the next podcast or so, but she has really been helping me to get to some core things and, and challenges that have helped me back, you know, and, and so I have done some surface work, but you always got to go to the root cause, right? So she is really, really helping me to get to the root cause. And so for the past few months, I've been thinking about things that I would like to release and let go of. And even if I didn't have a counseling appointment on that day, I was still planning on doing some type of a release on that day. Because also on 11-11 on that day, which I believe was on a, um, a Tuesday, it was also a full moon on that day. So even more so, I wanted to take the opportunity. Actually, it was on a Wednesday. Um, so actually, I wanted to take the opportunity to do like this moon celebration um, as well. So during those times when there is a full moon, that's still an opportunity for releasing and letting go. And so usually I try to follow when the full moons are going to be in. I jot down some of the things that I want to let go. However, you know, on that day, I had been wrestling with some things. And I don't know about you, but holiday months sometimes are very, very challenging for some, you know, even though that is quote unquote to be the month of gratitude, which I'm fully doing in gratitude. And actually, um, me and my bonus daughter and my girlfriend were focused on gratitude. And every day we would text each other what we're grateful for. So in the month of November was a gratitude month and focusing on gratitude. But it was also sometimes, you know, the holiday month brings on sometimes sadness for folks. And I can admit I was experiencing um, a little bit of sadness um, from the holidays uh, due to the fact of losing my grandmother this year and thinking about her and what I was doing last time this year with her and just a lot of things. You know, then, you know, the time change is getting darker now. The weather is changing. So all of those things that can really put a damper on your energy level. But I've been very focused on doing my very best to counteract some of those things. Um, I am a Reiki practitioner, so I just really got a, I recently got a new attunement. So I've been doing my Reiki on myself. I'm making sure I stay grounded. been doing my meditation. Uh, lately, I've been listening to a lot of frequencies. I don't know about you, but I listen to a lot of frequencies. And no matter what I'm going through, you know, whether I'm happy, sad, mad, glad, whatever, if there, there's a frequency that that you can play. And every day, I will play a frequency. So on 11-11, I purposely chose an 11-11 um, frequency. So I think what I was experiencing the latter part of the day, which I'll talk about once I got with my counselor, because I had set my intentions earlier in that day, I'm playing the 11-11 um, frequency. I already set my intentions on some things that I wanted to let go you know, even some weeks prior. And then we come to 
the counseling session. So we go through our normal stuff. You know, I, she is an awesome, active listener. And so we would recap on the previous session. We will talk about the homework assignment. And so she's very diligent and, in, in, you know, when it comes to making sure that you are really grasping what it is that you are learning um, from your experiences and what's coming up for you. And so one of the things that one of the homework assignments that she gave me, and I'm going to be in full disclosure because I feel like the only way I can heal is by being in full disclosure. So I have been wrestling with the loss of the relationship I have with my sister. And I was holding on to anger, disappointment, all of these feelings because my sister, once my grandmother passed, decided that she was ending the relationship with what we had. And it was hurtful, you know, and over the past year or two, I can say I saw her drifting away, especially right after our mom passed. And we've always had a very interesting relationship. She and I um, are 10 years apart. She's 10 years older. And so I'm 45, she's 55. And she was always someone that I admired and looked up to and, and just respected because she's my big sister. But the assignment that the counselor gave me was for me to write a letter to my sister. Now, writing a letter to my sister was not um, nothing foreign for me because many years ago, I have written her a letter before that she never responded to. And so, um, but that letter I did end up mailing to her, but she just never responded. But this time, the letter was for me. It wasn't for my sister. So she told me to write this letter to my sister. And she said, you know, and I asked her, I said, well, am I going to be mailing this to my sister? Because I've written her before and she has, she didn't respond. That was a little over 10 years ago. She's like, no, this is for you. And so I wrote this letter and I became angry. I became angry because I realized in writing this letter, sharing my emotions and thinking about my childhood all the way up to today, and I come to the realization, thinking about the treatment that I received from my sister, I really felt and feel that I'm not sure if she ever liked me. And I know you're probably like, no, that can't be true. She's your sister. No, but I have, I have some very specific and vivid memories of things said to me, done to me, that has cut me to the core, cut me to the white meat that has been imprinted in the in my memory and in my consciousness to the point where I deal with some self some insecurity issues because of some things that she had said to me or um, some very hurtful things that you wouldn't hear from a, a family member right um, especially somebody you adore and you look up to 
And so when I was recalling some of the things that I had experienced, it really hurt. And so it brought back those memories and that uneasiness of feeling like I was a burden on her or feeling unloved and unwanted. And, um, but it made me realize that she was selfish, manipulative, um, just wasn't sisterly. And, you know, when I think about, you know, my life and growing up, and I recall when I was about 18, 19 years old, freshman in college, I remember praying like, God, please bring me some girlfriends, some females in my life that I can chop it up with, I can talk to, um, because sometimes I feel like I have no one I can talk to. And because my sister, she and I were not as close, I mean, we were close growing up, but I couldn't go to her to certain things. So if I'm having an experience with a boy or something like that, it would have been just like, excuse me, going to my mother. So I couldn't go to her on anything or what have you. Wasn't that open to freely talk or what have you. So come to realize that really it just was a challenge. So fast forward. She said, the counselor said, hey, after you wrote your letter, what was your ending sentence? So I read to her my ending sentence. And she said, "Mm, you need to rewrite your story. And I'm like, why? She said, because you didn't end it with goodbye. What are you holding on to? And I was like, no, I'm good. She was like, no, you're holding on to something. And she said, what are you holding on to? And she said, what you're holding on to is the illusion of what you think your sister should be. And she's just not that. She has been really true to herself. She has been really true to what she's wanted. And it hit me. I'm like, wow. But she's so right. And I think what happened was when my grandmother died, my mother had already died four years ago. When my grandmother died, I think she was released and relieved that now now she no longer has to have this quote-unquote obligation to be the sister to me that I wanted her to be and needed to be, but maybe that she didn't want. Now, this could be all a creative story. I don't know because I have not talked to her, but it is quite clear that I have not seen physically my sister in a year and have not spoken to her since May the 4th of 2020 when my grandmother passed. With that being said, I was able to rewrite my letter, revise it, add a little bit more to it, and I ended it with goodbye. When I say it was a, I felt a sense of release, I did. I am in a good space. I feel good now. I do have people in my corner who give me the sisterly love that I always wanted, so I lack for nothing. I end this by saying, God will fill in the blanks. He will fill in the gaps. My question to you is, what are you holding on to? Do not hold space for people who emotionally wounded you. Create healthy boundaries. If my sister decides to come back in my life, that's cool too. But it'll be on a different, it'll be on a different level and I will have boundaries. 
So I end this by saying, I love you. Say goodbye to those you need to say goodbye to and be in peace.